Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. And the Justice Minister, Helen McEntee, as you know, published the Criminal Justice Incitement of Violence or Hatred and Hate Offences Bill 2022 after securing Cabinet's approval. Now it has also gone to debate, of course, in the Houses of the Oireachtas as well. And last week, the Justice Minister, Helen McEntee, said the proposed hate speech legislation is not radical, as detractors claim. She's also claiming today, she made a statement today to say that um, that she does believe there's public support for this piece of legislation. And she says those who disagree with it are misinformed or given disinformation. Now, speaking during the second stage of the challenge debate uh, last week, the Minister said some say the bill doesn't go far enough and others believe it goes too far. There has been many much commentary on this online, everywhere actually, to be honest with you. And we ran our own poll here at Ireland's Classic Hits and on my own Twitter account, which gets a lot of traction. Now, you could argue, I suppose, that my Twitter account will be slightly biased, so not a very scientific sample. But still in all, it was 10,000, just under 11,000 people, actually, that voted on it. I can't say they're all my fans. I won't take that kind of credit. But in saying that, 97% of the people who voted said they disagreed with it, based on the information they've been provided with so far. And the crux of the matter seems to be around the word hatred. Nobody has an issue, by the way, with, you know, if somebody's assaulted and that assault is motivated by hate, uh, nobody has an issue. Because, look, let's, let's not even get distracted by that. Because if you assault somebody, you deserve to go to jail. And nobody, by the way, should be encouraging or condoning behaviour or bad behaviour online, you know, where people intentionally set out to harass another person, a community, minority, or whatever it happens to be, to purposely upset people and intentionally upset people. Nobody condones that kind of behaviour. But where we have a problem is the minister's refusal to actually define the word hatred. She said she's got advice from two attorney generals in relation to this. And both of them have told her not to define the word hatred. She said there's only been 50 prosecutions, but the last incitement to hatred bill, which was 1989, there is an argument, of course, if we've only had 50, well, then maybe we're a very tolerant society and there hasn't been enough evidence to actually prosecute anybody. But in saying that, she wants the judge or a judge to decide what hatred is. She did give an example when she was talking about this idea of, which is one that's been going around the media at the moment, possession of material that could be, uh, I suppose, assumed to be hatred, but not actually used, just being in possession of it. And the example she gave was if a right-wing protester, she didn't mention left-wing protesters, and I've seen a few of them around, by the way, threatening death on people and all sorts of things as well. But if a protester goes to a protest and they have a placard in the boot and that placard has hatred on it, I don't know, to give an example, I suppose, immigrants go home, um, COVID-19 is a hoax, uh, vaccines will do this, that, the other, or I don't, I don't know, or something against a community. Um, that, in turn, could be perceived as hatred. And even if you haven't used it, the very idea that you're in possession of it would be enough to get you a prosecution. That's what she's talking about. And that was the example she gave herself. Now, I have to explain as well, for those who are confused by the Constitution, Article 10 of the Irish Constitution doesn't give you freedom of speech. Uh, people think we do have freedom of speech in the Constitution. We don't. Article 10 gives you freedom of expression. And it goes on to say everyone has a right to freedom of expression. The right shall include freedom to hold opinions and to receive and impart information and ideas without interference by public authority, regardless of the frontiers. That's the important line, regardless of the frontiers. Now, of course, there was a little bit of controversy during the week when Pauline O'Reilly from the Green Party uh, gave her speech in the Oireachtas. And I'll just give a quick listen to what she said and we're going to speak to Pauline in a few minutes and Ray Bassett and I'll come back to them in a second. We'll have a quick listen to what Pauline said in the Oireachtas. When you think about it, all law, 
All legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. Okay, I am going to speak now to Pauline O'Reilly, who was elected to the Shannon in 2020 and chair of the Green Party in 2022, and also a member of the Joint Oireachtas Committee on Education and the Joint Oireachtas Committee on Climate Action. Also on the line is Ray Bassett, who's a former Irish diplomat, and he served as an ambassador for Ireland, Canada, Jamaica, and the Bahamas. Also Joint Secretary of the British uh, and Irish Intergovernmental Conference, and involved in preparing the groundwork uh, for the Good Friday Agreement before he retired. A uh, good evening to you both. Good evening. Hi. Now, Pauline, first of all, you went viral with that video, whether you know it or not. Um, it obviously, it ended up on Fox News uh, in America. It ended up in a lot of places. How do you feel about the words you used in relation to that particular section? And was that taken out of context, that particular clip? Uh, no, I don't believe that that clip is taken out of context at all. I, I think that um, there is a lot of misinformation. That it, It's absolutely fine to express things like, uh, you know, COVID is a hoax. That That's absolutely no issue under this legislation. You can also say, you know, very controversial things like, I don't believe um, in, you know, that there's any such thing as, as anything other than heterosexuality. You can say all of that. You can have really strong opinions, opinions that most people might not share. You can discuss it at length. You can explain it. You can be offensive. But what you can't do is um, is spread hatred or incite violence, and I think that um, I think that people people agree with that once that's explained that it's absolutely. I, I think not people do agree with that. Party. Opinions. I absolutely yeah, exactly. would believe that if somebody goes online or publicly or on the radio and says, "I think you should go out and set fire to houses of people from a certain community," absolutely put them in jail. I couldn't care less what you do with them. Right? That's incitement to violence. It's incitement to hatred. But, you know, when you talked about a few minutes ago, you mentioned, say, gender seems to be a big issue in this debate. Uh, If somebody goes online, for example, and says, I don't believe that a man can become a woman. Men are men, women are women, and that's the end of it. And I believe that's the biological fact, Mm -hmm. like it or lump it. Now, a transgender person will take serious offence to that because, of course, they believe that you're, you're taking away their identity. They could tell you that. They could say that's hatred towards their community and it's causing hatred towards their community. And before you know it, it's up to a judge to decide whether it does or doesn't because we're not defining the word hate. Well, it's, it's quite clear under the legislation, under Section 11, that you can talk in those kind of terms. It's not hatred if you disagree with somebody on a particular thing and that people can be offended. And that's all in the legislation. You can also, um, by the way, say things that could potentially be hate-filled, so something different, if it's, you know, to do with the arts, so comedy and so on. So all of those things are in the legislation. But my fundamental point is this, and this is the point that people... um, disagree with or or certainly disagreed with online is that the law is restricting people's freedom to say whatever they want 
Um, but why would we do correct. that? Why would we do what when we already have legislation that stops inciting hatred or inciting violence against another person? And by the way, violence is violence. There's no doubt about that. And by the way, words have started wars. Words have stopped wars. Words have saved lives and words have killed people. So words can be very powerful. And we, we everybody knows that. But, but in saying that, they are words. And in the United States, of course, you have your words protected by the First Amendment. We don't have that, but we do have freedom of expression, which is protected by our Constitution. And in that freedom of expression, it, it absolutely says, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm just going to find it here, that last line says that the right shall include the freedom to hold opinions and receive impart information and ideas without interference by public authority and regardless of frontiers. And I think that's very important that if you say something that's hate-filled, you will be responsible for it because, of course, society will come down on you for saying it and you have to take responsibility. But should you go to jail? That's a different question. Well, I I think, um, you know, I I only wish that people would react themselves and and but i mean we're not we don't live in, a, in an anarchic society where people can go around and do whatever they want we don't live in a society where just because you want to go above the speed limit you 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 just do it um uh, because you want to do it there's a law it restricts you all laws are there and they do put in place but those yeah, but those laws that that's not a, it's not a good analogy pauline if you break the speed well, limit exactly. factually scientifically you've more of a chance of having an accident when when you speak and you speak maybe hatred, it's open to interpretation. So there's nothing, there's no open to interpretation if you're doing 140 miles an hour in a motorway. That's not open to interpretation. It's a fact, it's a factual statement that you are risking your life and the lives of others because we can prove that there's a gold standard to it. There's no gold standard to this. I, I think that there's, there's absolutely um, hatred that I have seen and that it's quite obvious. Society does know and society and the words that are used change all the time and, I, and all the time. And I suppose that that is that's where the attorney generals are coming from. And I can't really comment on, on what they are saying um, as regards whether you have a definition or you don't have a definition. But my entire argument was around the fact that you do have restrictions on your ability to speak. Because if you don't have those restrictions, it is the most vulnerable who are silenced, but not just silenced. Um, they are they are put um, in unsafe situations because over time, if you allow people to say things that are hate filled, um, and I can think of examples of that because I receive quite a bit of hate myself. I receive I receive quite a lot of it myself too. Um, exactly, as a journalist, exactly. So so there there is a difference, and if you are to, for instance, go and spray spray paint something outside of somebody's house, um, that's vandalism. But if you're to spray something outside of somebody's house and it's calling you um, an effing such and such um, if it's because racist, of your yes. colour, because yeah. of your colour, for instance, that is clearly hate-filled. And there, you know, I, I don't think that you need um, you need to, to look at look okay. at science. Okay, and let, let me, that's, let, hate, that's hate-filled. So, so that's that's what we're talking about okay. here. Paul, well, well, hang on, Pauline. It is being hijacked by by particular people who have who have particular opinions on. Well, on no, no, well, hang on. It's, no, it's not. Well, no, it's not. Not being hijacked. And let's be clear about this. This has been spoken about not just in Ireland, around the world. Elon Musk yeah. tweeted about it. Jordan Peterson has tweeted about it. Y- Michael yeah, Schellenberger, who I only interviewed they, very they recently. Have very di- they have very different opinions um, in relation to certain matters. Um, and and that is the tenant of what a lot of the commentary okay. is about. Okay, it's let not me, actually let, about the hatred piece. Let me go to Ray Bassett if I can. Ray, 
It's basically to protect people, vulnerable people, minorities, who at the moment people have a free reign against, essentially. And Pauline has given a couple of examples there. And it's not going to stop you espousing your opinion if you believe that a man can't be a woman or if you don't like homosexuality or whatever that the minority that you're having a go at is. It's not to stop you doing that. That that won't be in the legislation. Well, well, I I disagree uh, with Pauline. And uh, I I approach this, as you said, from a human rights point of view. I I had to draft the the parts of the Good Friday Agreement on human rights. And my big problem with this is it's so vague. And whereas Pauline was talking there about you you do 140 uh, kilometres an hour, that's measurable. We understand it. But, you know, to to say somebody hates you, that's a very subjective um, assessment. I mean, there's other parts of the bill where... You know, you could go to prison because you disagreed with a genocide. You know, if, say, a, a Turkish person came in and said, you've been talking about uh, an, Arme- an Armenian genocide, but I don't think it's a genocide. That's actually criminalised in the legislation. I don't think he should be, he should be passing it's laws. It's not actually. It's not think. actually. It, it says the actual, in Section 8, it says, uh, offensive condemnation, denial or gross trivialisation of genocide, except... Uh, against persons or on account of their protected characteristics. Now you could say that an Armenian, as a as a as a as a, as a minority group, and um, nationality is one of the protected areas, that you were causing hatred by denying their their claim to to, to, to genocide. It's far too vague. I mean, the, the def- I, I have a PhD in biochemistry, and I have no idea what the gender section means. It's 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 well beyond me. It's basically gobbledygook, and it's this all the way through. It is, it is essentially, you know, very, very difficult to quantify and to, you know, but to but tell Ray, but, but Ray, but Ray, okay, well, let, let, let's say at the moment you believe the legislation is vague. Well, would it be fair to say that we haven't changed the legislation since 1989, but yet the world has changed since 1989? We have social media now, where. A lot more people have opinions. Years ago, when I started in talk radio back in the late 1990s, we had one late-night talk show and people used to come on and roar and shout at each other all night. Now people can do that online everywhere. And, you know, and I suppose the, the idea is let's update that legislation to make, make sure that people not behave themselves, that sounds a bit childish, but certainly they don't overstep the mark. Absolutely. And in fact, you know, the whole electronic area has developed. But at the same time, you know, if you've had... 50 convictions in 30 years. And it's quite obvious to anyone who, of my age, Ireland is an awful lot more tolerant, much less racist than it was in the past. And there are groups kind of almost talking it up and, 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 and saying we're almost on an avalanche of racism. And it isn't true. Uh, and, you know, I believe that the society is, is partly self-correcting. Racists have no, people have no time for racists now. But to start putting legislation in I where only you don't define what hatred was, mm. uh, sorry, I didn't interrupt you, and uh, doesn't define it, that has a chilling effect where people don't know. And nobody can say, you know, um, actually whether this is, is, is totally constitutional. Only the Supreme Court will make that decision in the end. Well, that's, that's of course, if the president decides to send it to the Supreme Court, he may just sign it. Well, I, I, I think the president probably should sign it because I think the president shouldn't be that active in politics. But I think somebody should challenge it. And, you know, having worked on legislation, attorney generals would regularly say to you, you have a defensible case. And in my opinion, I'll sign a certificate to say that in my opinion, it's constitutional. 
but I can't guarantee you that it's constitutional. Okay, um, on that note, to, to both you and Pauline, I'll let you come back in a second. You you mentioned a few minutes ago the way the world has changed, and you believe the world is tolerant. And I only interviewed Michael Schellenberger very recently, and for both of you, if you bear with me for about 30 seconds, I'll just play this one clip when I particularly asked him about Ireland's hate speech laws. Oh, oh sorry, I'll do play for you there now. The desire to want to silence the people around you is pathological. There's something wrong with people that want to silence people that have different views from them, in my view. Speech is not violence, um, except for in extremely narrow circumstances. It's uh, it's just a personal expression. It doesn't hurt you. And we need to communicate that to people. The other issue I would just say is that we've seen a significant decline in all forms of prejudice in every Western society. You know, we've seen the number, the percentage of Americans who support interracial marriage has risen from 5% to around 95%. We've allowed same-sex couples to be married and to adopt children. There's never been a period of greater tolerance and of less hatred in any civilization in recorded human history than in the societies today. There's no evidence of any increase of hate incidents. So this is a big lie. As big of a lie as the totalitarians tried to sell people in the mid-20th century, it's as dangerous. And I think we have to speak out against it. We have to have love in our hearts. I think we have to love our fellow humans and our civilization. And that means that let people speak, you know, and the people that want to shut people up and silence people, I think we have to acknowledge there's usually something psychopathological about them, either some sort of a personality disorder histrionic, you know, sociopathic, something that makes them think that it's their job to silence their fellow citizens. And we need to describe that and call it out for what it is. For those who don't know who Michael Schellenberger is, Elon Musk hired him essentially to write the Twitter files. That's how well or good his reputation is. Pauline, in relation to what he says about free speech and tolerance, we do live in a tolerant society. Look at Ireland now. Well, let me just finish. Look at Ireland now and look at Ireland 30 years ago. We lived in a society 30 years ago and it was illegal to be a homosexual. You couldn't get divorced. The church ruled the country with an iron fist. We now live in a country where abortion is available, same-sex marriage is available. We're very tolerant when it comes to homosexuality and gay people getting married and adopting children. We do live in a much more tolerant society. Of course, there'll always be bigots. Look, Elon Musk Musk makes money out of bile and hate-filled um, kind of content. So I wouldn't really I, I don't, be I don't see the evidence of that. But to, uh, don't, uh, you know, I wouldn't listen too closely to somebody who, who is hired in order to promote that. Well, he's also, um, he's also I, well, he is I, a credible I, journalist. He's also worked with the New well, York I, Times I, and many other... Many well, I, other. Think, I think calling people sociopathic because um, they don't agree with him is, is evidence that, that actually he, he likes his own opinion, but he doesn't want to hear other people's opinion either. So he, he doesn't seem to be in favour of free speech if it's something he disagrees with. But we, be, re, let's be really, really clear here. You can absolutely have really offensive views. You can, ex, you can express those really offensive views. This is about certain um, characteristics about so people's identities and being hate-filled about that because over time, actually, that does lead to violence. And the Garvey in Ireland have said that there's a 30% increase 
in hate crime. And I think of it. That, in that, there has of been no evidence of, of that, person. by the way. There's been. Uh, that, now, hang on. Helen McEntee was asked last week to provide evidence of this increase. The only increase is because there's an increase in reporting. But there is no. There is no qualified or quantified well, increase in hate crimes. Well, there is no evidence I mean, of that. You, we know. Well, well, sorry, but we all know incidences in our lives. Of course, we do. That do well. Sorry, that that. I'll just finish. What I'm going to say instances that hit that hit the headlines about people who are assaulted for being gay. It happens. Of course, it does. Head. Yes, and absolutely. I mean, and people, it's terrible. People on. Yeah. I, well, it but but that's, co- but that's a, but that's covered. Hang on, it it's, be terrible. but hang it's on, not. Pauline. If somebody is beaten up because they're gay, because they're trans, because they're black, because they're white, because they're whatever I don't know, because they're a protected characteristic, that person should go to jail who beats them up. There's no doubt about that. Nobody's questioning that for a minute. And if that's motivated by hatred, and there's words used to motivate that, but hatred, I have no problem with any kind of legislation to deal with that. What we're well, talking that's what about this is speech. Legislation does do. That's what this legislation does do, and so. If um, if you are spreading things that are incitement to violence against people on the basis of these kind of characteristics, like being gay, or if you're spreading things that will generate so much hatred around people, but who decides time, that? Here's this, the, but this, here's the problem: who decides this is what that? Happens. Who just, this is what happens. But who decides? Who decides? See, again, we're talking about one person's opinion could be another well, person's hatred. So who decides and who interprets? You're standing well, there before there's, a judge. It's up to him. There is two things going on here. So the person that you played there does not believe that it should be a crime to start making, uh, saying slurs when you're standing over somebody and you're beating them up. No, he didn't. No, he never said that. That's that's not, no, that's, with the greatest respect, Pauline, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. He said, he said speech is not violence. He was very clear about that. This is is exact. I was making the point. So the, the beating up is an assault. That's, you know, that under legislation. But the things that you say during that assault, if they are hate filled about the person and um, their, their gender the motive. or their, yes. that is speech. That is Absolutely, speech. But, but, you're, you're, but you're connecting the two together. Let's separate them. Nobody, and I mean, Pauline, nobody disagrees that if you commit an assault, a crime of assault against a person for being gay or for being black or trans or whatever it is, or any protected characteristic, members of the traveling community or whatever it is, and you commit an assault and it's motivated by hate, let, let it, put them in jail. I couldn't care less what you do with them, right? They deserve everything they get. Let's separate the two things we're talking about. We're talking about incitement to violence, absolutely, incitement to hatred and hate speech. Now, let's focus just on the speech. You're not out on the street. You're behind a computer screen. So that's what we're talking about. That's what the problem in this legislation is, not everything else. You, but, but it's the exact same point. And what I'm, what I'm saying to you is that it's not just your motivation. It's the, it is the fact that you use the hate speech along with the crime that will... That you're, um, well, well, then, Pauline, you're, well, then you're missing the point of the conversation completely. Well, then no, you're, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back there's to two the sep- There's two separate parts of this legislation. You're talking about stop one of them, which we all me. Well, we all agree with that part. It could stop speaking over me, and I will explain to you my point here, which is that it's the speech part of the crime that is also a crime. It's also... It, it, that just demonstrates that it is a crime, that we actually think there's something wrong with using that language about somebody. And if leading up to something, you are disseminating things which are also hate-filled, which lead people. And when we, have seen, we have seen the impact of this in young people in particular 
beating up somebody following on from a, a lengthy period of using hate speech about a particular and I agree with you, Pauline. or a particular group. And I agree and with that you. That is what's covered. That's what's wrong. Okay, Pauline, I agree with everything you've yeah. just said. Everything you've just said, I agree with. If somebody is motivated by hatred to beat somebody up, put them in jail. I don't care what you do with them. Nobody does. Well, no logical person does. That is not the part of the legislation that's up for debate at the moment. Uh, but Ray, let, let me come back to well, yeah, let, let me go back you, to you. You, you have you have misinterpreted what I've said there. I'm saying take it out of the assault situation. If you continue, if you continually use language like that, even if you're not the person who who assaults them, but if you use hate-filled language and it it is is likely to cause this kind of um, impact on somebody's life, then that is also a crime under the okay. legislation. And I believe that that is correct because we have to have rules around our society and what's acceptable. And I think that we have to protect our young people, particularly vulnerable people, um, from that kind of environment. And that is exactly what every single law is about. And you can have difference of opinion. Nothing, you know, very few things are so scientific. And I'm a solicitor um, myself. Like, very few things are so scientific that you can put down something in the law that is going to be 100% prescriptive. Okay, well, let me go back to Ray. Ray, in relation to the definition, and Pauline is right, it would be difficult to define hate. I don't think, Ray, you would disagree with Pauline when she says if so, if a crime is motivated by hatred, I certainly believe that everybody would agree with that and would be all for that. Uh, and we would have had that in the previous legislation, but maybe it wasn't strong enough. Uh, but now it is. But, I mean, getting back to what Pauline is saying in relation to motivating, in other words, if you're motivating others by your words, is that fair enough? That, I mean, if you're encouraging other people to hate a particular community, well, then you have to take responsibility for it. Well, first of all, if a person is shouting hate-filled uh, talk and beating somebody up, the judge, of course, would take that into consideration in the sentence. It would be, it would be an aggravating factor. So it's already there. So if somebody attacked uh, um, somebody who was who, who was from a different ethnic group and was was abusive, the judge takes that into into consideration. And there's already legislation there. If you are inciting hatred or if your if your 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 conduct is likely likely to lead to a breach of the peace, it, there's already legislation. The problem, and you probably heard it there, Pauline, is it's very vague and it's all over the place, and it, it's very hard for the people who are pushing this bill to actually make a coherent case for it. Uh, you know, nobody's in favour of, 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 of any type of hate against people. They're not in favour of, you know, beating up people or, or, or denigrating them. But people have a right to express themselves. And if they, you know, if you have a right to sort of be slightly obnoxious. Uh, you, don't, you can't go around protecting people all the time. And a lot of the statistics which uh, Helen McEntee was claiming was, were about these non-crime hate incidents of which it's it's pure balderdash. It means that somebody can report to the guards that a non-crime, what they thought the other person's action was motivated by uh, a particular dislike. Now, that that's a useless statistic. It's completely useless because it's defined by the person themselves, not by the person who is supposed to have committed a sort of act. So... A novel of it. There, there are people manufacturing statistics. Well, well Ray, according, according to Helen McEntee, she has the support of all the government parties, the Green Party, Sinn Féin, Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, with the exception of a few independents and people before profit for their own reasons, maybe not for the reasons 
we would all think, for their own reasons. They want, the obviously, the legislation changed as well. But, I mean, basically what the government is saying is it's got full party support, full political support, governmental support, and they also believe it has public support. Yeah, I think the opposition were asleep at the wheel when this went through. Because if you, if a, a bill comes in and says, you know, we want to ban hate speech, who's going to vote against it? Or who, so it's only, they've only started to wake up now. I mean, in the final debate, at the final passing of the bill in the Dáil, there were only four people present, according to reports. That's disappointing. And it was only when it went into the Shannon that people started raising the issue. Uh, and people start taking um, cognizance of it. And you know yourself, now, it's very hard to get any government uh, backbencher out and to defend this bill. Uh, and, you know, uh, Senator Arda said there, might, there have to be major changes in it. I, I think, I think, and I think uh, Sinn Féin are now waking up to the fact that it needs, very badly needs a lot of change. And you'll see Sinn Féin voting, I think, in the Shannon for a lot of these amendments. My own personal view is this bill is so flawed that it would be better if they let it fall and uh, got started again. Because is it, well, is that, is that, Pauline, is that not a fair point? There's been, I've never seen so much debate about a single bill ever before. So clearly there's a problem or there's, uh, people have are misinterpreted it. Uh, the general public are misinterpreting it and some members of the media are misinterpreting uh, this particular bill. Well, then there's a problem. I mean, when you look when you look at public support, I don't know where this public support is. We've done at least three shows in the last four or five weeks on this. I've also covered it in my own podcast as well. And we struggle to find anybody, even people on the left, on the far left, people that we would bring in just to give balance to a topic on a regular basis, people from the LGBT community, and they don't even agree with it. They think it's wrong. So there's a problem with the legislation. So is it not, is he not right? Is Ray not right? Let's sit down and have a look at it. Nobody's saying we don't need something to protect minorities, but we need something that's robust and that everybody can agree with. I think there has been a lot of debate, but I would say, and because, you know, I'm, I'm obviously right in the middle of this, I would say that there, there is a couple of different factors to that debate. And some of it is about pulling in other things and, you know, strongly held ideologies that people are pulling in and saying um, that, you know, they're, they're using that uh, as, a, as a reason not to pass the bill at all. There are, there are people who just don't want any kind of restrictions at all on anything that's said. Um, that's just a fact. But I think that most Irish people um, do want, the, you know, restrictions on speech, um, particularly if it is going to be hate-filled and it is going to lead to violence. I just don't think we want to live in that kind of society. But, but, the, but, the, same people, think, but the same people who were agreeing with the bill were the same people eight years ago, I think it was, now in Paris, when people were killed for the Prophet Muhammad cartoon. And we were all out on the streets with our candles, just we, Charlie, do you remember that? All demanding that people should be able to do and have freedom of expression. The same people and, voted in a referendum to get rid of our blasphemy laws because we didn't believe the, the Catholic Church or religion needed to be protected from harsh words. And yet now here we are bringing in another set of laws that does exactly the same thing, but for people of a different minority. But, but no, but here's the thing. I mean, I've already explained that under, under Section 10, um, you can, if it's, if it's something to do with the arts, um, like there's a defence there. So, so you, it's, not, it's not impacting on those kind of cartoons. Uh, we're also saying that under Section 11 that you can say things that are offensive and you can have like really strongly held beliefs. So I think that there is some amount of scaremongering around the hatred piece. And I, I totally understand it. Like, I mean, I would love to say, um, here's, a, here's a definition that's going to work in every situation. 
And I suppose, mm-hmm. like, but the legal advice is that's that's not possible. Can I, can I give and, you an like, example? You to, can I give you an example? And, and, yeah. Hey, I, going back about six six years ago, I had uh, a chap in the studio here who was a Holocaust denier. And the reason I brought him in was because, as you know, in some countries in the world, uh, particularly in Europe, Holocaust denial is illegal. But I brought him in because it's not in Ireland, uh, because we had freedom of expression. So he came in. And the reason I wanted to talk to him was I completely disagree with him, by the way. And I imagine to six million Jews or the, the families and relatives of six million Jews, it's very offensive. But I, wanted, I was intrigued by his argument. And I wanted to understand his argument and maybe correct him and debate the matter with him. I'm on, if, if this bill goes through, I wouldn't be allowed to do that anymore because that'll be now illegal under this bill. Well, look, I mean, there are some people who don't believe it goes strong enough in relation to anti-Semitism. And that was that was very clearly came out from from the debates. Um, so, you know, I think all of these things are being are being mixed, mixed together. And I think it's useful to have a conversation about it. I absolutely do. I mean, there were 4000 submissions. There have been consultations in relation to this bill. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of amendments were made uh, before Minister McEntee presented it to us. Uh, and next week we'll have a chance to discuss amendments again. And no doubt um, I, as uh, you know, a, a lawyer, will be looking at it as well and saying, could this be changed? Could that be changed? And, you know, I look forward to the response. But ultimately, the people who uh, disagreed with me didn't, didn't, uh, dis- didn't have the same views that you're expressing, which are, you know, where's the definition? Um, and people should have their have speech restricted. The entire argument was... They don't want any speech restricted at all and that people should be allowed to go around and say what they want, regardless of the consequences to other people. And, and remember that when you, when you put in place that kind of a system, it, it's anarchy and it, it means that actually people are silenced. I mean, I know that, for instance, um, you know, fewer and fewer people want to go into politics because of the kind of abuse. Uh, you, you've said it yourself, in journalism, there's a lot of abuse. Um, it does have an impact. And we do it have it to, does, have but to you do, I mean, you do have to have a, a bit of a thing. And I, it silences I, people. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you have to have a thick skin, I suppose. You maybe, maybe it doesn't. But it does silence some people. It stops people from get, going But with this legislation, the point, Ray, with, with the point Ray is making is, and many people have made about the legislation because it's vague, that it may have a chilling effect. And that chilling effect in itself is enough to silence people with the fear that if I say this, am I going to have the guards knocking on my door? And, you know, and uh, only today, by the way, Michal Martin himself defended free speech. Actually, I have the clip here. Hang on. He was talking, of course, and uh, just to put some context into it. Uh, oh, God, I've lost it there. But anyway, uh, I, I'll play the clip first, then I'll put the context into it anyway. He, um, here it is here. Hold on. We anticipated that there would be some attempt like that. You know, I'm, I'm a Democrat. I believe in free speech. I believe in peaceful protest as well. But I also believe that we should, uh, people should allow others speak. And uh, I think the efforts this morning were efforts to disrupt the flow of the, of the consultative forum and not to allow it to get off the ground. And I think anybody, I would invite anybody to look at the subsequent conversation of the panel. There's nothing to be afraid of in this debate. Okay, that was always the debate in relation to NATO when he was uh, talking about Professor Louise Richardson, of course, who was condemned by the president over the weekend, or he made some slurs against her. Anyway, but I think we all know it's right. But he kind of did go on quite a lot, Ray, about freedom of speech, which is quite strange at this particular moment in time when we're having this massive debate in the country about freedom of speech. But, I mean, is Pauline right that, Ray, just finally, because I know both of you have given me a lot of time and I do appreciate it, Ray, that, you know, freedom of speech or freedom of expression is not absolute. In other words, you can't just say what you want. There has to be some restrictions on it. 
Uh, absolutely, and that's why we have incitement to hatred, and that's why we bail, and why we have conduct liable to lead to the breach, breach of the of the peace. I think, you know, I get the impression from politicians that a lot of people didn't pay much attention to this bill, and it's against the instinct of a lot of the political people uh, in Leinster House. And obviously it's gone very, very far at this stage, and it'll be very difficult to pull back. But I don't think, I, I think Michal Martin, having worked closely with him for several years, I don't think Mark, Michal Martin's instinct would be in this area at all. And any of the other people I worked with, I'd say this bill came through uh, and if the idea was you put together a nice piece of very progressive legislation, we do as much as we can for people who feel uh, vulnerable. And I think the thing just has gone wrong and it has become a, a sort of a, a milestone around the government. And the government at this stage, I think, would be better to heed public opinion and say, OK, our instincts were right. And in fact, I don't agree with the people about the conspiracy theories. I think the government and the Department of Justice was probably trying from a, a good point of view to do something. But they've come out in the end with a dog's dinner and it's time to, to, to ditch it. OK, Polly, just a final word for you. It's a dog's dinner and they should just ditch it. Firstly, um, the, what, you know, that, that kind of protest that happened this morning, I mean, that's absolutely nothing related to the bill at all. No, 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 I, no I, I was just pointing out the fact that he used the word freedom of yeah, speech uh, numerous times. Grand, but, let, yeah. but let's be clear, but I actually think what's going on here is I, I, absolutely, I don't believe people were asleep at the wheel because this has been in the ether for the last few years. Um, it, what really has happened here is that there has been a huge amount of scaremongering by a few people, and that has kind of caught fire. There's been misinformation spread, and as a result of that, um, people are probably a bit worried that maybe, you know, maybe people won't get on board, maybe the public won't get on board because there's been so much misinformation. When actually, uh, you can say pretty much what you want, but in certain circumstances, if you're spreading hate um, or if you're spreading, you know, incitement to violence, for a few protected classes of people, then that's the bit. That, that's well, all I, that we're I, talking about I here. Don't, I don't and think I anyone has a problem with inciting violence. If you incite violence, you should go to jail. I, I, nobody does with that. It's, it's the speech part that people have a problem with. Who defines, be it a judge, you know, what their interpretation is of what hate is. If, in other words, the victim of that particular piece of speech or the victims of that particular piece of speech that you put out believe that it's hatred towards them, is that enough for a judge to say it is? That's the problem people have, no, that it's vague. No, 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 it's not. It's not. And that's, that's quite clear in the legislation. It's not what they believe. It's not what they believe at all. It's what, it's what the judge and the, and the legal system believe. And because we have a huge amount of case law there, we know uh, already what hate looks like. And that's all part of a legal system. It's also the cases that have gone before. You don't just make it up with a new bill. Well, hate, uh, hate includes... It's the accepted... Okay. It's this accepted... In the legal sense, it's the accepted um, principle of hatred, which has already Well, the accepted principles of hatred are bias, prejudice, contempt, hostility and bigotry. And I believe you should be allowed to be all of those things without going to jail. It's not a nice thing, by the way, to be a bigot. It's not a nice thing to be hostile towards somebody or hold contempt or prejudice or bias towards a person. But I believe you should be allowed to legally do it. Well, I, I don't think that all of those things. I mean, bias um, in speech is, is not hatred uh, necessarily. I mean, if it was, I think 
uh, you know that that would be that half, would be the, that's, half that's, the media would be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I like I, I really think that people are egging this up, and I think that they're doing it from a really cynical perspective. And I think I think that people need to wake up a bit to the to this kind of mm. you know uh, type of politics, which is just really cynical, and it's trying to scaremonger. Well, and I mean, it's called democracy, when... Pauline. You know, when, when the general public have a feeling or have an input or, you know, are espousing their view and their opinions online in relation to a piece of legislation let's... and submissions, yeah. by the way, the sub- they asked for public submissions on this and they got them. There's a lot of submissions. And, yeah, and that's right. And 70% of those submissions that they asked the public for of the 3,200 submissions disagreed with the legislation. But 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 Leo but Leo Varadkar said he didn't care about that because he said Ash we'd expect that to happen anyway. He said a number of the points that you brought up now tonight. To be fair, um, I have explained are not in any way uh, prosecutable under this legislation, and those are the things that actually some people. Well, I hope not. I hope not, Pauline, and I hope we're not back on the air in two years' time when somebody's gone to jail for saying one of those things. Yeah, but but that but those are the things that people are fearful about. When I've said, you know what is carved out under Section 10 and under Section 11. And when, you know, I, I think that, that if people understand that it isn't about saying something offensive, that um, that I I think the people support it. But the problem is that you have enough politicians going around who are spreading misinformation that um, people are saying... Oh, well, surely, well, then, well, well then surely, Pauline, know? it's the government's fault if people are misunderstanding of this or the media are yeah. misunderstanding that. Surely that's the government's fault then. Well, I, I, I don't know whose fault it is, but I'm just giving you the facts as I see them. And I'm giving you the facts as I see them that um, the real issue that some people, and particularly Elon Musk, had with... Well, you have a bit of a thing about Elon Musk there. No, was, ...was nothing to do with um, what we're talking about here, about the definition of hatred, which I think, I think that's fair conversation. The real issue was that any speech whatsoever would be restricted. And Ireland does restrict these things. And I think that that is also democratic because in restricting those things, it allows people to have their freedom and to live in security in our country. And we should be proud of that. Uh, Just finally, because obviously Pauline uh, had quite a lot to say there, Ray. So if you want to say last few, I've got 30 seconds. Ray, you're quite welcome to have a last say there. Elon Musk does strict speech on, on Twitter, so he doesn't agree with total free speech, but I think you just have to judge this legislation on the actual wording of it, and you know you can talk about case law and that judges will be, and the guards will be will be quite uh, good in, in interpreting, but just look across the water, and we saw people being arrested at the time of the coronation, completely wrongly uh, because of poor legislation I think we I, I'm surprised this got through the, politi- the parliamentary bastman in the form it has, I think we need to stop it because it is just bad legislation. Okay, on that note, listen, thank you very much indeed from the Green Party, Paul and O'Reilly, Ray Bassett. Okay. Listen, thank you very much indeed, both of you. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Thanks, Pauline. All right. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.